When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna Hi Andrew And hey everybody else And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. It's primarily a comedy podcast about scary things. So think of it as though like Rita Rudner is opening an ancient trunk that she found in the attic of her ancestral home. (laughs) That's really good. Yeah, like like Grace and Frankie find a scroll. (laughs) Grace and Frankenstein. (gasps) Thank you so much. Oh, okay, and that's it. We're not going to top that. Hire me, baby. Hire him (laughs) to, I guess, clean out the empty studio. Yeah, their storage space really needs a deep clean. Yes. Um, (laughs) Well, this month we're doing uh, stories you guys send in to us. um, And we've just been so greatly blessed um i have to say we'll, we'll do um giraffe corner oh um, yeah giraffe corners yeah um well i guess i gave it away but uh i had asked our <laughs> listenership um we don't have stands we just have like sort of you know kyle's and colleen's and mm-hmm. you know people with time who have loving partners who then sometimes know things and will tell us it which is very nice <laughs> um but we we had our stands kind of we asked them if they could remember uh, this image that I have of a Looney Tunes type cartoon of a sexy, some sort of prey animal, like a four legged herbivore in a cartoon where it's a sexual woman and it's wearing a fur coat, which is, you know, sort of, um, you know, it's it's fun. It's it's right. a it's a departure from what you'd expect. And the fur falls off of its shoulder in a whump to sort of reveal the shoulder mm-hmm. And um, I felt like a crazy person because I referred to it to a room full of people who had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> and I desperately needed to find it just to prove that I'm not insane. And uh-huh. dear listeners, one of you, Caitlin, who sent us the leaf peeping um, motel uh, sleep paralysis ghost. Oh, that's right. She emailed us. Hey, you two. I've been listening to your pod in a strange order. And I recently listened to the Haunted Essential Business episode where Anna mentioned an obscure giraffe cartoon. And I found it. It's called Nellie's Folly. Which is a That's pretty right. famous cartoon, I think. Right, but but I think I'm so impressed that she put one and one together to make it. You know, like well, she because once for I it. saw it, I was like, oh, right, I yes. know this. But yeah, but yeah. wow, it's about a giraffe that leaves the savannas to become a singer, and then that backfires. I guess I couldn't watch the end. I don't like when um, stories have tension at all. I like when characters <laughs> sort of get what they want right away, and then everything's fine. <laughs> um, it's too heartbreaking, especially for like an animal to now get what they want. To me, is too heartbreaking. I know because their lives are shorter and they should get what they want. It should just be good all the time. That's why <laughs> that's why we make chew toys for dogs and not for people. But Wow. Uh, but she said How that, amazing. She said I love searching for random things, random things based on vague descriptions and I usually yield incredible results. LOL. 
don't LOL, be proud. Don't, yeah, be proud. That That is, what a skill to have. Stand stoically in your genius. Do not laugh this out loud. <laughs> Brag Do not out laugh loud. this out loud. Do not laugh this out loud. Um, um This, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to thank Caitlin for releasing me from my madness. Oh, uh, Caitlin. It really, there is such freedom that comes when someone knows a reference that you just need more specificity about. Um, this has happened to me two times, one of which was my friend Salty and I were going out of our minds trying to think of how to even search for the song that cartoons always sing when they're taking a bath. You know? You know the song? Where it's like, Okay, so we were like, you can't search that. You can't like hum that into your computer and have someone tell you what it is. Uh-huh. And people fully were like, this isn't a real thing. You two have Berenstein Bears yourselves into this situation. Um, and then my old boss, Jean, uh, we randomly sang it to her and she was like, oh, that's um, swimming in the bathtub. Happy times again. She like knew all the lyrics. She knew the whole thing. <laughs> and it was the most amazing thing I've ever witnessed in my life. My God. Thank God for Jean. Yeah. She, truly. Thank you to Jean who listens, which I, I saw her at a wedding um, last summer. And she was like, love your podcast, which I thought was so nice. Oh, it's so nice. I can't believe that our podcast was last summer. And no, it, we were quickly reaching the one year mark. We are. Listeners. Can you thank believe you for, it? Thank you for sticking with us. We know you only are here for better help ads and that this is just filler for you. But <laughs> thank you for, for sticking with it. Oh, boy. Um, uh, well, Anna, should we dive into some of these listener submitted stories? I think we should. Um, how how do you feel? I found one that's amazing that I'm just going to read. It's really quick. Okay. So this this comes from Amazon um, and the subject line is Puma Evercat Contender (laughs) 3.0 Duffel Accessory. Okay. They get right into it. It's a picture of a bag. Liz price we have 20, gotten our first fan. <laughs> Liz price 21 price 1699 100% polyester imported okay um it looks nice i wouldn't not buy this bag thank I you amazon the, yeah the easiest way the easiest way to uh purchase things is when they're directly emailed to you you know i feel like that's the most trustworthy thing it's so helpful couches make you work for it bags they come to you I looked through my uh, spam folder and um, it's just a rotating cycle of uh, like vaguely Eastern European women's names. And it'd be like, hey, hot, want to see more of you, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, you can tell that they're learning because it's like at a certain point, I feel like because I'm not responding, they either know that like, A, I'm not 85 years old and B, I'm not a heterosexual person. And so finally from someone named Katarina, it just said, is this your money? <laughs> <laughs> oh which i was like you know what life oh finds a way God. and then the answer would be what money and she'd say like uh, i don't know but you better go check it <laughs> and then she hangs up on a chat prank emailers she hangs up the mouse like it's a phone receiver <laughs> um i've got one here anna oh great. this one's real this this is real life this one's I think. real okay okay so this is from aaron Hello, Anna and Andrew. First of all, I have to tell you how much I love your podcast. The spookiness is at a perfect amount. I love hearing about Lady Bird, and I just want to snuggle her with kisses and give her treats. That's so sweet. sweet. She would love that. (laughs) Anywho, I wanted to share a scary slash spooky thing that happened to me. Or that happens to me (gasps) in the present tense. I would like to preface this with something about myself. I have what I call daytime bravery. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yep. Wait, this I think is I know when what it's I gonna think be. I can watch a scary movie yes. or show or listen to a scary story, but the moment the sun hits the horizon, that bravery is gone, and I regret even thinking a little bit about scary things. Daytime <laughs> bravery. Erin, uh, we know genius. We know the it. genius of a, a TikTok teen from an adult. <laughs> I still sleep with the light on at times. Often relatable. Yeah. Uh, about eight years ago, I went with my mother-in-law and my husband to their old family homestead in Pennsylvania. Okay, pause. If your family has a homestead, you're in a horror movie. I hate to tell it. That's tr- that's just the truth. You gotta not. You either you either have a home or a stead. Yeah, a homestead. There's two bodies in the basement. I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> While we were there, we visited their old family farm uh, that when his relatives came over from Europe had established. We visited the cemetery where many of his family members are buried and cleaned up graves. Uh, grave cleaning is a hobby. <gasps> I learned about the this. Centi- oh, you were saying that? Oh, no, the- sorry. That is, that's my own. I, I said that. Aaron didn't say I, that. <laughs> listen, Andrew, when I say this should be my hobby, this should be my hobby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, whenever I go to the cemetery with my mom, she does this instinctively. And I think I think of it as my duty to like just yeah, pull weeds off like graves. It. Lichens a big problem on gravestones. Oh, lichens, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as the lichens. I would, I would pull off the the grasses that cover the the flat boys. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, that's nice. See that I like. That you can do for anyone. The lichens, you gotta yeah. kind of either love that person or have fucked things up so badly with alive people that. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to be the sort of person that has a Brillo pad and some ammonia in your car, and that's just I don't know. And like, I, I assume four person. hours of time. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, okay. okay. So cool. we visited the, okay, so we cleaned up graves. It was around Memorial Day. It was such a, it was really such a nice day. Warm blue sky, the whole nine yards. When we got to the old family farm, the new owners of the property were out and actually welcomed us with open arms. They took us around this 100 acre property and asked us questions, which my mother-in-law was able to shed light on. Finally, as we were walking back to the house, they led mention, they, they led mention of a small graveyard on the hill. My mother-in-law was like, oh, yes, that's the old family plot. We ended up going through this wooded area to to a clearing that had no more than five to eight graves. This plot of land had the traditional cement pillars with the chair around it. With the chair? Oh, with the chain around it. Oh, yes. Oh, it was thought to keep evil spirits away from the family (gasps) as they passed. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I thought it was just like a don't step on my ass. Yeah, this was like... Like this was for rabbits, so they knew like don't sit on this, don't go. Um, this okay. The largest stone in the cemetery was for Mariah Hubble. This was my husband's great times six grandmother. Wow, oh. wow. She was the original family uh, matriarch after they had come from Massachusetts. I did not have a warm and fuzzy feeling while walking around the area. It felt as though I was being watched the entire time. Yeah. I just brushed it off, but kept my guard up. It was getting later in the day, and we still needed to drop my mother-in-law off at home. Plus, I needed to get home to take care of my farm. Horses, cats, dogs, chickens, the whole nine yards. Farm? Wow. Farm people. Farm farm people. As someone whose last name is Farmer, I'm in awe of people who have farms. It's crazy how much you don't interact with farms ever. No. That used to be like one of the most common jobs. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And then we got the machines to do it. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> think. Um, okay. We drove home and into the nastiest storm I've uh, into the nastiest storm I've been I've ever been in in a long time. I do not like thunderstorms. I get I get German Shepherd gut and want to vomit. <gasps> 
German shepherds tend oh to have sensitive God. stomachs in stressful situations. German shepherd gut and daytime courage or bravery. Wow. What's this? This what's is name again? Aaron. Aaron's Aaron, really. You are a, a culture coiner. Culture coiner. CC. Oh my um, God. When we got home, our barn doors were wide open and the horses were out. I had made sure those doors were closed so the horses couldn't get into the main area of the barn and throw a party. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on? This is, this is a true delight. This was around 9.30 at night. Oh, horses at night are the scariest things. Horses at night, sailors horses are Horses at delight. night, sailors are fright. Yes, there we go. Um, uh, 9.30 at night when another storm rolled through. I heard this god-awful sound and looked out the window to see eyes. To see, staring back at me, two yellow eyes. No. I about shit my pants. Then realized this was my cat, Binks. What the hell was the, what, what the hell was she doing outside? I was able to get her back into the house. The poor thing was soaking wet. I checked how she could have gotten out, and a screen to a front door to the front door was unhooked. Not only that, but the wire we used to secure the window was now undone. You would have to have the dexterity of fingers to do this. There was no other way for her to have gotten out. By this time, after searching and cleaning up the poor cat, it was about 1130 at night. I sat down on my couch and my husband sat across from me in his recliner. Some backstory on my husband. He spent 10 years in the Navy. He worked as a prison guard and now works in nuclear security. Holy smokes. Wow. He doesn't deny that ghosts exist, but it legit would have to walk up to him and slap him in the face. And still he would try to figure out why this <laughs> happened. Uh, as I looked up into the kitchen, I looked back at my husband and asked him, hey, what do you know about Mariah? Uh, he tells me not a lot. And I ask, do you know what she looks like? He didn't, but said his aunt, who lives in Washington State, actually had a photo of her. He kept looking at me strangely. I sent his aunt a text, and she proceeded to text me a picture of the photo. Before it came through, I threw my husband my phone, told him to open the text, and I proceeded to describe the picture he was looking at. When I got done, he states, how did you know this? You had no idea of my family tree until the day. I, calm as possible, stated to him, She's standing in the kitchen looking at me. No, no, Aaron. no, Aaron, <laughs> ma'am, Aaron, ma'am, Aaron, having your aunt's cell phone number and having an aunt who responds immediately, <laughs> ma'am. Wow, ma'am. Okay. And also ghost ma'am in the kitchen, ma'am. Uh, aside ma'am. She's not, I get her ma'am deal. <laughs> <laughs> I then tell her she needs to leave and that she's not welcome in the house since she tried to hurt my cat and opened the barn door. I know this all seems insane. <laughs> it truly yeah. happened to me. I hate to be scared and had no choice but to face this head on. I still cover my eyes in Ghostbusters when the skeleton that's driving the cab comes on screen. <laughs> Aaron is so – you're so good. Aaron. Okay. Anyways, my husband gets all wide-eyed and tells me he's officially freaked out. The ghost disappeared in from the kitchen and I decided it was time to just go to bed. How? Ma'am? Ma'am. I Oh, gosh. Don't go to bed. Go to go to horses. Yeah. <laughs> and make horse. it be Nothing. daytime. Yeah, make the horses be daytime. Um, <laughs> I found out the next day that when my husband had cleaned up around her gravestone, he had moved rocks and dirt and brought them home. What the fuck? I'm about to pass the hell out. This is some like, uh, this is a massive reveal that wow. like skeptic husband who works for the government making boat bombs. I forget, but like you cannot, you cannot, you cannot move. What kind of rock? 
Uh, no taking rocks from cemeteries. We just, we can't. We can't. Um, but she follows up. I made him return them. Thank you. And honestly, that to me is, that's a sir. Sir? That's a, that's a male ma'am. <laughs> male ma'am is a far better, that's amazing, Anna. That's so good. Uh, Aaron says, I'm so sorry. This was so long, but I wanted to let you know. I'm still a chicken, but it was the scariest thing to ever happen to me. Yeah. And I hope the only. I will be sending the picture to you as well. I haven't seen the picture. Oh, the picture's oh, not here. I don't want to see the picture. I don't know that I do. I too, guess. But... I guess we don't move the. We didn't move the rocks and dirt, so we'd be. Oh fine. wait, no, she sent the picture. <gasps> no. Should where... I open it? Yes. <gasps> it won't open. Wait. Oh my gosh, Anna. I'm not Anna? gonna look. I'm not gonna look. I don't think you should look. I, it's, I'm very sorry. It's currently it's currently sun sundown, and I yeah. I my daytime courage is gone. I can't look. And- I'm not going to send to you. I will just describe. She is saying, "Ma'am." That's for sure. Her mouth is open. Her mouth is closed. She is. She is in the beginning of saying, "Ma'am." Oh, she, okay. Yeah. It's an M. She's making an M noise. Um. What, wow. Yeah. That's what, what a ghost year looks is it like. From? I would. I mean, this is like a. This appears to be like a Civil War <gasps> era photograph because oh. it's it's Great Time Six grandmother. Oh wow! Yes, that's right. Oh, yeah, when Aaron. you have a photo of your relative from that long ago, you're just outing yourself as like being connected to a wild lineage. Like no one yeah. casually has a photo of their like great time six grandmother if the family isn't onto something. <laughs> yeah, we have. I think the farthest. I think we've got one of our of my like great uh, three great grandparents. And one of them on my dad's side, great, great grandfather, it's a picture of him, I believe in Scotland. And um, it, what's so funny about that picture is he he looks like he's like eight feet tall and he looks like a modern day <laughs> handsome man. And everyone else in the photograph looks like how people looked in the 1800s. So it really does look like he's a time traveler. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone else has a huge handlebar mustache. They're like, they look like they've had the life sucked out of them. And he, yeah, he looks like a, a friendly giant. My God. <laughs> yeah. I We've got like some photos of my great, great, I don't even know. I, we definitely have my great grandmother who I met from my dad's side. But like, yeah, there's like maybe great, great. Mm-hmm. And it's always like they look surprised that the picture's being taken because they're like on a front lawn near a car and it's of Easter course. and like. They're really just taking pictures of the babies and the baby Easter outfits, but like it's everyone looks surprised that a picture is being taken. That's why I'm so impressed when people have like fully posed portraits of their relatives. Well, that's I heard an interesting thing that if people have like old, old, old daguerreotypes, like post portrait pictures. Uh huh. Um, and everyone's face always looks like they're the most surprised they've ever been in their lives. It's because like there was no context for them about what a picture being taken would feel Whoa. and look like. <laughs> like Interesting. a sudden flash of light followed with like a sound. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, that would be terrifying. And like the ones where they look bored is because the um, shutter speed was so slow that they had to just sit there. <laughs> I will yes. also say this is reminding me that I had to, I had to, I assigned myself an article when I worked at Cracked for um, uh, funeral portraits where mm-hmm. people would prop up their babies and people no, yeah. like to take a picture and like open their eyes and make it look like they're standing. And it was like, well, behind these children, you can see that there's a stand holding them in place. And I spent hours and hours and hours late at night in my bed writing this freaking Mm -hmm. myself the hell out so badly 
And then I realized that all of my sources were like family dot guy. Like, <laughs> like nothing was a real thing. And then I, I had found an article that was like the, the full, or it was like a Snopes article, something embarrassing that was like, that is not a thing that would happen. They would have a stand behind children to keep them still. Yes. And no yes. one was popping open their relatives eyeballs to take a picture <laughs> of them because who the, who, uh, Anyway. Although death portraits were a thing. Death I mean, portraits were a thing, but people were always lying down. There's no way to get someone to stand up and have their head not loll to the side and fall to the ground. Right. Although, what's that? I guess in like um, The Others, isn't there a thing? I shouldn't be taking historical facts from The Others, but... The Others is a um, college course. The Others is a college course. Your TA is Nicole Kidman. Or no, the children <laughs> are the TAs. Nicole Kidman's the professor. Thank you. Um, thank you. Wow. Aaron, Aaron, thank you. Aaron, thank you so much for this story. You are so much stronger than we are. When I have yeah, a thought, wow. I tell Jason immediately, like the the strength that you have to, to have <laughs> asked him to text his aunt before saying there's a ghost looking at me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I even feel weird. My When I was a little kid, my parents went to Scotland and my dad brought me back um, like a glass bottle that he had filled with water from Loch Ness. And I remember feeling like there is something supernatural about this, and I don't know. It's currently on our bookshelf. I still have it. Um, but it makes me uncomfortable, and that's not even a ghost. That's a cryptid. That's too scary. That's his pee. That's his pee. You can't bring home stuff from the cemetery. I'm sorry. No one can do that. I, anytime I've like been tempted to take a picture in a cemetery, I always look at it later, and I'm like, I wish this. I have to throw out my phone now. I am thinking about it, though, Anna, and I do. I, I didn't take it but i was at a funeral and my niece gave me a rock and was like this is for you and i was like okay and i have it oh i don't know that's more meaningful though it was a sweet it was a sweet little thing if you're there but, yeah. for a thing yeah but yeah. if you're just uh, yeah i wasn't i was just there the yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah willy-nilly um, um man i i gotta say oh she brought up um shitting your pants mm -hmm. uh there, sorry there's so much to that story i feel like we're not talking about the horses the farm of it all, the the homestead, the word homestead. Mm -hmm. Endangering the, the, a cat. Endangering a cat, a ghost being in a fight with a person and taking it out on the cats and the horses. Um, <laughs> a cat being named Binks. Yes, very, very, very Hocus Pocus. Oh, is that from Hocus Pocus? Zachary Binks. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, casually, there's two cemeteries at a farm. Wild. Yes. Um, my uncle has a farm out east. He does like... Um, shrubbery stuff on Long Island and oh. there is a, a scary little cemetery out there and everyone has the same last name because it's from like I guess when this family just owned most of Long Island yeah. the Tut Hills wow. the Tut Hills um, that's a good name like a, it's like a famous name <laughs> um, anyway thank you so much to Miss yeah, Aaron. this one, a whole thesis could be written about this one, Aaron. And and really great storytelling. And uh, the the humor in it really, it makes me trust it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Somebody being it. funny just makes me trust it. Um, mm -hmm. Aaron also mentioned the shitting of pants. Yes. Which brings us to, we have a new version of the viral nightmare. <laughs> or how do we, how do yes, we call we, it? The contagious nightmare. Contagious nightmare. That's right. Um, somebody, several people have reached out to us to say that yes. they listen to us talk about shitting our pants and that having never done it before, they then within 24 or 48 hours of listening to it, either did or almost shitted their pants. 
gentle listener, I cannot like I cannot stress this enough. And, and I didn't put this together that how this began was Anna years ago came to a rehearsal that I was at and was like, sorry, I'm late. I told the story about almost shitting her pants. And then that night I almost shit my pants. And then we told that story. And yeah, several people have reached out to us and been like, when you told that story on the podcast that night or within 48 hours, I nearly shit my pants. It is. I'm so sorry that we've started this. <laughs> We're really sorry. Um, I didn't shit my pants that time. I, I had to wait to grow more as a person before I could. <laughs> <laughs> your body knew. Your body knew to let it come for a, um, a time when you felt more uh, in yourself, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We all, there's no right time, you know? Um, well, cool. Well, I have a story from another listener. This one is also very scary. So anyone with daytime, um, bravery, just (laughs) beware, beware, beware. Um, this one comes to us, uh, from Jeff sample in Franklin, Ohio. And the story is called demonic duplex story. And as someone who currently lives in a duplex, I'm scared. Yeah. Um, hello. First of all, love the show. I wanted to share the story with you that happened to me almost 20 years ago when I got my first apartment. Oh, wow. The building was actually a duplex, and for a while, everything was fine. And then the weird stuff started. Ooh, I, like <laughs> I feel that. like for a while, everything was fine, and then the weird stuff started is a story of every story. Yeah. Like scary or regular or joke. Yeah, that's me making a recipe. Everything was fine for a while, and then the weird stuff started. Um, At first, it was just little things. I would come home from work and find things in odd places that I knew I never put them, or appliances would turn themselves on or off at will. Appliances, that's big. Yeah, that is scary. After a while, it graduated to the light above the stovetop. Ugh, what? Turn on that's, by itself. That's a heavy switch. That is a heavy switch. That's not just wiring. No, that's like that's the tilty boy. That's oh, like that a seesaw. Tilty boy. Yeah, that requires pressure. That requires a ton of pressure. I myself, it takes me at least three or four hours to push this. <laughs> um, I'd turn it off. It would come back on. I would unplug it. It would come no. back on anyway. Jeff, no. no. Jeff, I don't know what you were unplugging. But <laughs> it wasn't the ghost. I can't. If it was, I need to go. I need to go upstate and live there. We, Andrew and I, famously, we are we're ready to to go to the woods. Um, That's why. Yeah. If ever we express doubt in your stories, it's because we have to, or else we can never talk to anyone ever again. <laughs> yes. It's nothing personal. Oh yes. Um. Okay. The next step was knocking on the door, only to find no one there when I opened the door. Aye, the building aye, next aye. to mine was close enough that my neighbor could see my back door from his window. And so it happened one night that I hear the knocking and I call my neighbor up and ask him if he could see who's at my door only for him to tell me there was no one there while the knocking is still happening. Oh, Jeff, no. The final straw was the night I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't breathe. It (gasps) felt like something heavy was sitting on my chest and I was distinctly aware that I was not alone, even though I couldn't see whatever was there with me. After a moment, the most sinister, horrible voice I've ever heard told me that, quote, not even God can save you. No! Naturally, (gasps) that did it. I called the landlord the next day, told them I had to break the lease, and I fucked off out of there with a quickness. 
put all my stuff into a storage pod and slept <laughs> on my friend's couch until I found another apartment. Thank you for reading my story, Jeff Sample, Franklin, Ohio. Jeff, okay. First of all, Jeff, you're the smartest protagonist in a horror movie I've ever heard of. Jeff. As soon as that happens, you got to go. So good on you. Here's the th- this is If this was 20 years ago, that's before Google. So there's no chance he could have found out about sleep paralysis. Yeah. Although like oh. there's plenty of already ghosty stuff in there that that was that would have been enough. But like right. I yeah, it's the combination of the two. Yeah. Just I never would have known what sleep paralysis was when it happened to me and for like several hours oh. I thought that there had been a, a a a playground of demons in my bedroom. Also this it's just anytime something's 20 years ago I'm like wow that was pre 911. <laughs> like like I'm yeah. just like whenever something scary happened before that point I was like you weren't dealing with like um the weight of like a nation's anxieties so this had to have been real. <laughs> My god, Billie Eilish uh, wasn't even here. Teens were She wasn't spooky. even here. Teens were yeah. not scary. I Jeff, this is so scary. First of all, I think when when ghosts so it's scary when ghosts are vague, right? Like the the story we received a couple weeks ago about baby. Like that's scary. Yes. But then direct, clear, full sentence ghost speak is very scary. That's also like not the way that people talk. That would I know which, that would scare me so badly. That's like that makes me think demon, right? Like when yeah. when when we're talking in kind of um video game boss speak, like that's where I'm like, this isn't a ghost, this is a demon. <laughs> that's right. That is I was about to do an example of what a video game boss would say, but I um I'm, I don't have experience. It's time for you to die. Like that yeah. would be one. Or like um, uh I'm Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> Like that, we just assume he's the villain, right? I'm an, you know, I'm an Eggman. Um, I'm Doctor Robotnik, DDS. <laughs> um, and then, but it, he wasn't even challenging to fight. He was just introducing himself as he your was, new dentist. He was like, "I, you know what? I moved offices and some of my old clients. It's a little far for them, so I am now accepting <laughs> new new um, patients." Jeff, another reason why this is scary. Okay, so a, a lot of this, it's not just what is said, but it's the voice in which it is said, and that's very scary to me because it's very well put. This, what is what does Jeff say? The scariest voice I can imagine. Um, yeah, the most sinister, horrible voice I've ever heard. Right, that's good uh, storytelling, and it, 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 it captures it captures your feeling in that in that moment very well because. Right. Like, I don't know what that sounds like to you. I know what that sounds like to me. And even just imagining that is very scary. Definitely. I also will say that like the thing, if you don't know what sleep paralysis is, it's a weird phenomenon that like manifests basically as like several demons (laughs) and also like the pressure on the chest, not being able to move. Um, It's when your mind wakes up and your eyes can open, but your body is still paralyzed for sleeping because your brain will paralyze your body so that you're not acting out all of your dreams, which is part of why sleepwalking happens is when your body isn't sufficiently paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're, it's like the opposite of sleepwalking. Sleepwalking is your brain's asleep, your body's walking around. Sleep paralysis <laughs> is your mind's awake, your body's asleep. Um, and for whatever reason, all of these vis- vivid things happen. And I think like part of the most horrible, sinister voice is like, everything in sleep paralysis is extreme. There's like very saturated colors, there's bizarre people all talk about like just that there's like otherworldly colors that you just don't see normally, which oh, is something that I experienced. It's like extremely neon. 
Um, yeah, like flashing signs and stuff. And like the sounds were really, everything is at a 10. So I think like, yeah, there's like a lot of people experience chanting and like, um, just demonic, some, a presence that you can't quite see in the room that's there watching you that you can't quite deduce what it is. Um, it's got a lot of hallmarks of classic sleep paralysis, which again, I, I don't mean to be a scully, but. I think it's important. I think I think um, what gives us a fuller picture of what makes something scary is like having the Scully point of view, and then yes. also saying like, right. But then all this other phenomenon, like it's it's the combination of elements that make a thing scary. Right to know? me, like the the how this is just, the sleep paralysis explanation is more of a how that doesn't change the fact that this is an unbelievably terrifying thing. Our minds will just give ours give us um, horror movies like right. this it's weird that our minds do this and then and then it's like in addition to that and then sometimes horrifying unexplained things happen and so it's so like i think about this all the time where there's there's absolutely an explanation for this but i don't know it that where i was in my building's garage um doing my laundry before we had a unit mm. installed and um when i was walking back up and waiting for the elevator from the far side of the garage where there was nobody came not an adult doing a child's voice it was the voice of a toddler just going uh oh no. and i was like oh okay th- i th- my hair turns white tonight and then i never speak again <laughs> like, yeah um, and yeah, like I'm sure a variety of things could have been a cat, could have been something else making noise, could have been just a child, you know, could have been anything. a worried cat. <laughs> yeah, worried cat. It was a cat but, that was like cheering on someone having drama with someone else. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cat recording sound bites for its reality show. Yes. Um, yeah. But it, but like to tell that story, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to hear people be like, well, it probably was this. It's like, no, no, no. I just want to sit in the reality of how scary this was. Um, Yes. Yes. All told though, Jeff, you did the absolute right thing in getting out of that place because the knocking, like the phantom knocking alone, I would have been like, bye. But combined with um, the appliances turning on and off, and frankly, if I think maybe even if even if we are going full Scully, if you're having sleep paralysis dreams in your new place, then you know something's off, you know, and that's what's important. And it's right to get out. Well, also moving is something that um, encourages sleep paralysis, sleeping in an unfamiliar oh. location. Oh, right. Because it's common in hotels, right? It's common in hotels. It's common. Like I experienced it when I was moving out of a place when you're like in a state of transition, when you're about to leave somewhere and when your um, sleep schedule is off. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. But Oh, but Jeff, this was so Jeff, scary. Yeah, this is not to like take the wind out of your sails. This is just to say like, wow, isn't it crazy that the sails are full of that particular wind? And I wonder what the deal was with the knocking and the appliances. I hate that. Yeah, the honestly, weirdly, the scariest part of this to me is the over the, over the stove light going on. And, and then off. unplugging it. Yeah, that is. Oh, the, that is I, just, I mean, they oh, all those lights are exactly the same. And you can't, right. you got to push down. You got to push down hard. I, Wow. I I think there is to me – yeah, I think that's why like normally when we talk about like lights flickering out or something, I'm like lights are so easy to turn off. But that specific one is not, you know? And then when we're getting into wiring and it's still turning on and off, that's, that terrifies that's me. That's what we don't do. That's uh, – renting a storage pod. My God. 
<laughs> wow, these were two really good. These were like these were not fake out scary stories. Like both of these were like no holds barred, full throttle scary. Genuine teeth chatterers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that feels you. like an old fashioned candy. Oh yes. Yes. Genuine teeth chatters. <laughs> You'll be bald inside your mouth. <laughs> Uh, should we do a scary idea for things that could happen? Yes. Do you want to start? Uh, yes, I will start. You have a friend who you know is not very into baking. But randomly, they call you one day and they say, I'm doing this thing where I get a sourdough starter from someone and then it grows over time and then I split it into three and I give it to three different people and then I make bread and then you do it and then you give it to three people and they make bread sort of like a chain bread and they're like I have some for you do you want it and you think oh this is so surprising I would not have expected this person to be into this and they come by and they give you the starter and it's in a Tupperware container you put it in a bowl you cover it like you're supposed to and when you wake up the next morning you hear things clattering in the kitchen. So you walk out and emerging from the bread bowl is a hand made out of yeasty dough and it is pouring ingredients into itself. <gasps> that, that could, could happen. happen. Oh my good God. Yeah. Inspired by real life. I, and I, you know, the liberty I took is that our friends, Sammy and Alex, who are very good cooks and bakers, gave us a, a sourdough starter. Um, and it's kind of like having a pet. <laughs> my God. You have to give it sugar. Isn't that weird? You have to feed it and it grows. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't love it. I Yeah, Just whenever so, people are like, there's a whole chapter of Anthony Bourdain's book where there's like a crazy chef who has to, he's like in active addiction and is constantly passing out for several days. But like before he does drugs, he'll like call people to be like, can you go feed the bitch? Oh, he's talking no. about like dough. Oh Whenever boy! People talk about it. I think of that. I should. I shouldn't have. I was going to ask you before we started recording if you wanted to be one of the three people I give the starter to, but probably now, no. Wait, no. I would do that. I want. Okay. I want. I want to be scared of the bread. Have you made the bread yet? <laughs> I haven't made the bread. So here's the kind of here's the sneaky thing is that, but I know it works because Alex just sent us a picture of the bread and it looks great. You have to give the yeast before you bake the bread, like just in terms of the timing of it. So like you don't know what it's going to look like. What like. The person who's giving it to you can't personally vouch for what it's going to be like, which is strange. But he did send a picture. It looks gorgeous, by the way. Ooh. And um, and I'm kind of like, oh, gosh, I hope I do this right. You're going to do it and right. He said it's very tasty. You made an amazing cobbler the other night. Just <laughs> Thank you. Photographed beautifully. Very generous. Very proud. Um, okay, I have one. That was my foot on a footstool, guys. Calm down. <laughs> If and when I fart on this podcast, I will, I'll tell you. It'll be our 100th episode special and we will let you know. <laughs> It'll be behind a paywall for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You stop by a drugstore to buy cosmetics because capitalism makes you feel soothed. And you walk in the front doors and you look around and all of the shelves are completely empty. 
and then you look and no one is there. The music is still playing. The lights are normal. Um, it's There's not a mess. There hasn't been a robbery. It's just purely empty shelves. No people. Um, that song that goes... Um, Strange, what do you want to learn about here? <laughs> if I was someone else... Is playing very softly. And you look and see behind the cash register is you. And you're dressed like a fisherman. And you're you're holding nets. And the you behind the counter says, Bad catch today. <laughs> that, that could, could happen. happen. It could. It could. You could be a CVS fisherman. You could who doesn't catch C- anything. A CVS fisherman. Yeah, what if that's, they had to go fishing? That sounds like um like a Ben Fold song. <laughs> CVS fisherman. Uh, uh, that was a really good one, Anna. Thank you. Uh, before we go, uh, so it's Pride Month, everybody. It's Pride Month. Did you know? Did you? <laughs> and um, a very kind listener who's also a very talented writer, Kelly McClure, wrote us wrote us into a really neat article about LGBTQ plus horror authors. <laughs> so it was really delightful to be included. And I just want to read the quote, which I love and should probably be in our press packet. Um, <laughs> so Kelly says, often chided in their reviews as being too gay. This writer would actually <laughs> choose to describe it as perfectly gay. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Kelly, and yeah, check out that article on thelineup.com. Um, it, there's a, a lot of really amazing LGBTQ plus horror writers to read uh, for the remainder of the month and into your summer if you need a beach book or a sitting in your living room book. Uh, what a great way to spend it. Yes. Yes. Ugh, the best. Um, and also, we'll just do a shout out. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast and you are enjoying your day or even if not, um, and you have some money to throw around, um, we here at the pod are recommending uh, donating to somewhere that feels good. And we're specifically recommending the Ochre Project. Yes. Um, which gives, uh, it's combating food insecurity in the black, trans, and gender nonconforming community. And they feed people. And that, you got to eat, you know? It's such a great and direct organization to donate to where, like, you know where your money's going. And, yeah, they're they're an awesome team. We highly recommend donating to yeah. them. Yeah. The best – the way that I did it is right now just to find them because it's, like, a smaller organization. If you Google the Okra Project, mm-hmm. um, their most recent tweet is a link to their donate page. And then Perfect. on the donate page, there's other great um, black and trans uh, – initiatives and um funds that you can get involved with and uh donate to which it's it's good yeah i know for for all of you if you're anything like us and um you're a naturally fearful person there's a lot of uh strength and calm that comes with supporting causes you believe in and this is a great one yes yes be of service find ways to help get some daytime bravery Get some daytime damn bravery. (laughs) And on that note, get get out forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.